All right. So, Tom, welcome today to um, our uh, Workflow Show and Tell broadcast. Thank you so much for joining me. You bet, Dale. It's my pleasure to be part of the event. So, we'll call it an event, okay? Yes, it is an event. It's this is <laughs> you, you are um, uh, part four of four, so we're capping it off here with Mr. Tom Tzak. Um, so, Tom, you are in Hawaii. Yes, Maui. You're in Maui. How long have you been there? I've uh, been in Maui for about 19 years now. I moved from the Midwest, uh, from Joliet, Illinois, and I, I like it here better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, the winters are less gray there. Is that is that? You know, that's truly it. It was really that we get sun about 348 days a year, and it makes a world of difference. It was February of 19, I think it was... 98 when we had 28 days of gray and freezing i said i'm done with this crap i gotta get the hell out of here and wow. uh, two years later we were on a plane one way so were you doing real estate in illinois i was i, I had a pretty uh, diverse career in illinois but i was a realtor for 10 years i was a deputy coroner for seven years and i was a retail store owner for 15 years but i was only 40 years old at that point i had worked multiple jobs throughout that course of that wow uh, deputy coroner. Yes. How did you get yeah. into that? I uh, was also a funeral director earlier on in my, my I was raised in a funeral home business. And, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was actually a great, that, those two careers, funeral director and uh, deputy coroner were an incredible opportunity to learn how to become a great realtor from a standpoint of communication. It was, yeah, you would, wouldn't think about it, but my communication skills were so greatly improved because um, when it came to real estate, it was just real estate. I wasn't talking about, you know, somebody dying or something like that. So it, it really changed my perspective on how I, uh, approached a conversation. Yeah. You had the perspective on, on, uh, how high or low the stakes should be in given exactly. situations. Exactly. I love that. So, um, you are using, um, workflows pretty heavily, which is definitely going to be, um, our topic of, of discussion today. Um, you've got some really cool things you're doing, scrubbing your database, you're building yes. lots of workflows. Um, and so we definitely want to get to that, but you also have, um, a podcast called selling the dream. Um, tell me a little bit about that. So I do, uh, as a secondary market agent in Maui, Hawaii, I deal with a lot of uh, clients that are from all over the country. And what I realize in our industry in real estate, there's a lot of technology and a lot of uh, opportunities created for the traditional market agent that's you know selling in a, basically in the neighborhood like most of your clients. When I moved out here after being a realtor in that kind of market to a secondary market, I found that there was very little services uh, technology, well, back, back then there wasn't much technology, but like newsletters or CRMs, so very few companies were creating a product specifically for that secondary market agent. And although we're about 80% the same, there's a 20% difference in the way we do our business that nobody in the, the real estate services industry recognized. So I, I believe that there, we are an unserved market. And so I started to create a network, like there's a luxury real estate groups there was nobody who created a real network. There's an RSPS through the National Association of Realtors, but it's a pretty weak, they don't do a whole lot. So I decided I wanted to create a network of secondary market agents. So whether they live in New York, whether they're agents in New York selling condos to people that are coming into work, or whether they're people in, you know, agents in Lake of the Ozarks selling somebody a house, a, a house on the lake in the Midwest, or whether they're an agent in Maui selling somebody their, their beach home. 
what I realized, I was just trying to connect the dots. And so about a year ago, we started the program, this basically a community of called secondhomeagents.com. And, and now I do this a podcast with agents and in, industry influencers across the world uh, that just talk about how to do business as a secondary market agent and trying to create relationships with companies like Realvolve, trying to help us to create and retool some of the systems to work for secondary market agents so that when we plug our information in, that it works where a lot of things. So to have the ability to have, you know, primary residence, second home, third home, fourth home, because there's a lot of gold in that data that people miss. And, and then the other side of it is educating traditional market agents how to mine the gold in, in their data that they don't ever ask the question, are you thinking about buying or selling a second home? So I can go on for, for a long time, but there, there's a lot of agents that ne- I, I, that don't ask the question and they have a lot of clients that have second homes and they don't, they need to ask. So, um, how do people find your content? Uh, selling the dream. You can go on Stitcher on iTunes, on YouTube. We do both a blog or a podcast and uh, they can find it, uh, anywhere out there, just selling the dream and Tom Tezak and it should pop up. Uh, T T E Z A K. That's correct. So, um, so how long have you been with Realvolve? Uh, we've been with Realvolve for probably 10 months now, but we've been rebuilding the system to accommodate our needs. So we've just turned it on and started using it uh, about a month ago. Oh, great. So it's a process because of all the workflows that we've rebuilt. And then my database was a mess, a big mess. So what were you using before? Um, uh, <laughs> Don't have to name any names. No, no. It was just Google and, you know, our, our spreadsheets, but really nothing. I had had another CRM through my, my, uh, my brand, but I, it didn't work for me because I couldn't make it because it, because I imported everything out of my, my contacts and it was just a mess. And then I've used some other ones that we just dumped our contacts. And what I realized when we went into Realvolve was I needed to actually pay attention to my contacts before I just dumped them all into Realvolve. So I spent about three months scrubbing my entire database, uh, which was a, a huge challenge. And I know that if people are listening, they're, they're saying, geez, I, I would never do that. But quite honestly, it's the only way to really get good information and then make all of your workflows work because you need to know who the hell you're talking to. Yeah. And the, benefit to you and your business long term is i mean it's it you it's really hard to put a price on that right i mean getting oh, yeah. getting organized in that kind of a way that it's totally setting the table for the rest of your career right and you know and i'm trying to make life easier and what i realized was this this 50 hours of really it wasn't hard work it was just monotonous and it was realizing the the process that i went through which the first 20 hours were more difficult because as I was going through it, I figured some tricks out of how to work through every single database, every single person in my Google contacts. Um, and as I figured out how to use the tags and created some, some tags or labels, I think they call them in Google, created some specific labels to identify a lot of the garbage and the mess that was in there. Mm-hmm. It made me, it allowed me to just blow through the contacts much quicker um, and, and it was really when I was talking to Emily, who's my VA, who's absolutely amazing. Um, 
I, I said, well, I need a workflow for who the hell are you? And she said, well, what do you want to name it? I said, I want to name it. Who the hell are you? Because I have so many people that I don't, I mean, I look at the name and, and I'm getting older and it's like, shit, who the hell are these people? And we laughed. And so we actually created that label, which when I went through my Google, my Google contacts, it allowed me to, instead of bunny hole on every single name and try to figure out, you know, who they were. I was able to just put them in that bucket or that put them under that content or that label. Hmm. And by doing that, I eliminated, you know, a couple thousand names just to put in there. And then we wrote workflows to address how do we figure out who they are Hmm. Um, instead of just because I, it killed me to think, Oh my gosh, I've got these 10 or 12 years of contacts. I, I don't want to just throw them away from whether it was from Zillow or, realtor.com or Trulia or somebody I met on the street or, or one of my websites. So I, I, and I never followed up with them. Shame on me. And that's the whole process going through RealVolve. And, and so that's the goal and the, the process that we're working through. And it's been pretty amazing. Yeah. I think what a lot of agents don't realize is if you have a nice tight database like that, um, which now you have, but if you maintain that going forward, 15, 30% of your business every year can come from people you've never worked with before, as long as you're doing a good job of staying in touch with them over time. So two, three years down the road, these people that you're still following up with can come back and say, hey, Tom, thank you so much for staying in touch. We're ready to do something now. And um, I can't stress that enough. Just that alone, having a database of people that have been in the market Sometime in the last three years, you'd be shocked at how many of them two years later, three years later, have still not done anything with buying a property or selling their property. And because you're following up with them, you're there at the right time and you you get their business as long as you have them in a nice um, steady drip campaign like that. Well, well, and it's even more, even more so when you're dealing with a secondary market clientele because they're here in Maui or they're in Aspen. They go there for their week long trip or their two weeks. And so I had a client that came back to me and I had a very weak program, but I did do a newsletter every month. And I had a client call me 12, 12 years later. Wow. Never talked to him. Just got my newsletter. 12 years later, he called me up and said, Hey Tom, I want to buy a condo. Life has gotten better. You were showing me $600,000 condos and he bought a $4 million condo. So I always tell people that there's, there is life in that database. You just got to keep in touch with them. So that's another reason why I really want to work to create this process and keep, you know, just be able to continue to touch them. Yeah. And there's, I mean, you certainly went through a lot of manual cleanup there with your database and you have a large database. Most people don't have, um, most people don't have more than five or 600 if they're a, a solo agent. Teams are usually somewhere around the 2000 um, to 5000 level. Uh, depending on the size of the team. But there's also a lot that you can do that's automated to help you clean up your database. So I was just talking to a guy in Scottsdale area. Um, He's a team leader and they created a little Google form that they sent out to all their past clients. And he had, you know, hundreds of people fill out the form, which then updated their contact records in RealVolve. So even that was completely automated, very little work from the team's perspective, but it's helping them keep things more up to date. Right. And that's the next step. That's where we're going to with now that we've got our form or our list segment and we'll do that in a little bit more personal way. That's my goal is yeah. to you know that my clients that are past clients that are 
12 years ago or 15 years ago, I really want to try to reach out to them and find out however I can, but I don't want to just be blind to them. I want to have some kind of personality to it. So that, but I agree, that's the goal to, to now take that next step with the automation. Yeah. I love that story of the 12 year old lead, <laughs> the yes. 12 year old lead. You said four, there was a $4 million property and a $6 million property. No, he started when I first met him, I was showing him $600,000 property. I see. And then he ended up buying a $4 million. In the end, he said, okay. life has life has gotten, when he, when he responded back to me in the email, he said, life has gotten better. I'm looking at it. <laughs> A little bit more expensive stuff. So, okay. I got. I wrote that one down. I got to use that one later. So, um, you've been working with Emily in our workflow strategy program. We used to call them VAs. We call them workflow strategists now. Um, okay. But Emily, in particular, has been working in the real estate industry for a long time. She's been a transaction coordinator for multiple teams. We have lots of people on that team, the workflow strategy team that um, are real estate agents. They're licensed agents, active still today, even. So they really understand. Um, this process. So tell me a little bit about your experience working with that team and working with Emily. Well, let me tell you that part of my team is Angela um, okay. and she, she is my team coordinator and she works mostly with Emily and then brings me in when there's, you know, working on, I work on the workflows. I've rewritten almost every workflow. I've got actually, I'm meeting with Emily today to work. I've got three more workflows to rewrite and I rewrite them uh, because again, I'm dealing with a second home market. Right. So Emily has been great with being a sounding board, being able to say, Hey, Emily, this is the way I want to tweak this. I'll rewrite them and she'll come back and say, yeah, this is great. Or I think you should fix this. So she has been amazing uh, and has helped me to work through the process. Um, she, when we first started learning how to use tags, because everything was so Greek to me uh, in the CRM world and knowing that I was going to be investing in the product. I wanted to make sure that whatever I was doing, I was going to be doing the best job I could. And she, she's just been amazing to convey the understanding of what I needed and how I needed to do. And then when she, and she was, and I really loved was when I presented her with our slightly unique situation being a, the secondary market, she embraced that and said, okay, I get it. Now let's see how, what do we, what can we do to tweak this to make it work? And so every time she's working from her perspective on our stuff, She's working at it from that, that vision, which I love. That's great. So you really are, you feel like you're getting a customized onboarding process just for you and your business. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's just been, so we're really tweaking it and tuning it. And, and then hopefully with uh, RealBob's backup house, we'll get, we'll get it to, done so that we can work with more secondary market agents as well. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So you've got how many how many workflows are we talking then? I mean, um, it, it, a lot of people anywhere between maybe ten and thirty something workflows is kind of typical. Yeah, I think we're just popped over thirty. We're right around okay. there right now. Great. So I was working on the workflows, and then they said, then Emily said, Tom, forget about the workflows right now. You've got enough to get things rolling. You need to get your database cleaned up, and mm -hmm. I can't do anything. So that's when I then for you know that quite a bit of time. I just started pounding out the database. And, and what I would share about that, if I can, is it, it is overwhelming initially, but I would just, once I really got into it and recognized the huge amount of money that I was just letting sit there buried in my database, I, every time my wife would be, I'd be waiting for my wife, I'd have 15 minutes, I'd jump on and I'd be able to do another 20 or 30 names and just, you just keep doing the process. And, uh, and then when I got Basically, two thirds of the way through, I was addicted to just getting it done because I saw the finish line. So 
that. So I would just encourage people that if they think they can't do it, and if I was 500 names, man, that would be like lickety split. Yeah. And it's so, not really something you can outsource either, right? No, I mean, you, yeah, there is no way you it, had it, to do that. I had to do it because I had to look at every, I had to read every name and look at them and think and say, okay, who was this? Were there any cues? Were there any things? Go back into some emails because in Google, you can actually search the name and then follow the emails. And there's, you know, in mine, there was probably a thousand that I was able, because I had 8,500 starting. So there was probably a thousand that were just garbage Mm -hmm. and, and getting through those. But I just started at A because it was the easiest way to process through the list. And, and so my goal was when I would sit down, I would try to get through a letter um, and tag them and label them. And, and so I'd get through A and it'd be, okay, I'm done now. So I'd go to B and I'd get through B. And, and as you process it and creating the appropriate labels, like who the hell are you? I really don't know who you are, I was, which was a second one when we got to the second half of the Google, the really random Google context. Um, and then there was creating like active, meaning they were active. They might've been buyers before or sellers before, but I've been talking to them. So I want to put them in an active file. And then I created a VIP tag because those were people as I was going through and, and reading these names that I haven't seen in you know, a year, two years, five years, it's like, oh, shoots, I need to be, these are good clients. They've been good referral sources. And so identifying them. So I just had an event and I just grabbed my VIP list and I did a bomb bomb video and sent it all to my VIP list. And it was four minutes mm-hmm. and it, it was like, wow, this is, life is good. So. I love that. So you... You've definitely discovered and solved some some pretty big problems that you had in the business before, especially not even knowing how many customers, you know, how many people do you have in your database? Who are they? How many A clients do you have, et cetera? Um, what else has this process taught you about your business? Uh, it's, it's it has definitely taught me that I probably don't need to spend a dollar with Zillow. I don't need to spend a dollar on marketing. Mm. I don't, all I need to do is work my database. I have 500 plus past clients. It's like, what am I, there's a little bit of my time is worth a whole lot more than anything I'm doing. And that's what I realized is that I have the power in my database and I have been just overlooking at it because that 8,000 names or however many somebody has, whether it's a thousand or three, that is a daunting task to think, oh my gosh, I'll never get through that. But when I, when I started pounding through it, I realized this is the, there, there's so much value in this. Um, one of your other clients, uh, Stephanie Reed, mm. uh, out of, uh, I think she's in Idaho, absolutely rock star. I saw her at a, at an event, uh, and on stage and she was talking about her database and I just sat there and that was sort of the moment when it dawned on me. I was, I'd signed up for Realvolve and she was talking about how she went through her database and she just started calling everybody. And I thought, I asked her, I said, how'd you do that? And we've become friends. Um, she goes, I just did it. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, I get it. So there was, and she said how valuable it was for her as well. Yeah, that's funny. Just do it. How, how do you do that? You, you just do it. Just I, do it. I, I think I say that every single day. Um, yeah, there's, it's not complicated. It was just, there was some, some work and, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He just got into the mortgage industry uh, like a year and a half ago. And he was a, a speaker in the real estate industry for like 20 years. Spoke with Tom Hopkins, author of How to Master the Art of Selling, and um, did a lot of speaking promoting. So he's traveling around the country speaking to real estate agents for a decade. 
And then he comes off the road and wants to do mortgage loans in Denver, and he has no record of all these real estate agents that he made friends with and worked with over a decade. And how valuable would that be to him today? That's the kind of story that I hate hearing. It breaks my heart. He's got no way to go back and look up those people that would remember who he was and would be happy to sit down to coffee or talk on the phone for a few minutes. Um, And that's what we need to have. And one of the things that I love is, um, you know, my friend Verl Workman always says, the more your business relies on you, the less valuable it is. And right. if you're relying on your brain to remember all these people, it's not even valuable to you. But like you said, you could go into BombBomb in a few minutes, pull up your list of your A clients and send them a video like that. And it didn't rely on you to, to, you know, to get super concentrate on who you're going to send it to. You just had the list that you could pull up. Right. And, and I know, I know that, that, that those A clients and that, I mean, and I used a VIP and I have an A, but the VIP was just, it could have been not necessarily clients. They were just like clients. They were affiliates. They were people that had sent me referrals. They were realtors on the mainland because I get a lot of lead inbound business from them now. So it was just all the people that were special to me, I guess, mm-hmm. more than just an A client list. They weren't necessarily buyers. And I love having that VIP list now because it's it's the way to really touch them in a more special way than just an, an, than an A client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. I have a, I like to keep a list of people that I like, right? Just people <laughs> that I like to talk to rather than, you know, yeah, these people are worth money to me. But the people that I like that are also good for my business... I need to have them in a separate list and love on them because it makes work yeah. more fun. And that's that's that same list for me. Yeah. And, and I have a, I I I never did create it, but as I was going through it, you know, you you go through your database, and all of a sudden, as a realtor, there are clients that you didn't like that you have choice terminology for. And I almost created a special tag for them, and I said, ah, I don't want to I don't want to be negative here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just delete them instead. Yeah, there you go. So let's talk about, um, let's talk even more about your workflows. So you have, um, you said you just crossed the threshold of having maybe 30 workflows. Correct. Um, are there one or two particular workflows that you're especially excited about or that you've already started to see some benefit from? Uh, you know, we we're just starting the process, but the one that I'm really excited about, it all goes back to that, who the hell are you? And yeah. so it is that workflow is for the, the people that you really don't know where did they come from Zillow? Were they a salesperson? Are they a past client? That's so, I mean, again, I've been doing this for 20 years. So, and I'm getting, my mind is sometimes toast. Uh, so what I've done is I've written this just a three, I think it's a three or four uh, uh, shot campaign, basically very gracefully saying, Hey, you know, I've been, I've just taken this large task of cleaning, going through my database and I came across your name and I don't know who you are and I would love to qualify you. And I don't want to be a pain in your butt. I don't want to be a pain in your inbox, but if you're still interested in Maui real estate, you know, click this link and fill out the form so we can put you in the appropriate space. If you, uh, if you want us to send you information, click this form and we'll put you, we'll start sending you information. And if you never want to hear from me again, click this one and we'll take you off my newsletter and then do that via three, three emails and one text. Um, and just slowly try to work through it because I think once I get through that pile, I will, you know, if I have a 2000 in there, if I get 10, 
that say, I want to buy real estate, the entire process has been worth it. Right. And, and I think people really appreciate sincerity. And I'm going to just say, look, I, I don't know who you are. I mean, I, I cross paths with you and I would love to just respect your inbox, but I, and I don't know what to do with your name. Please help me. And uh, so I'm excited to be starting that process a little bit at a time. I don't think we can just blast it all out because I would, uh, you never know. Yeah. 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 You definitely want to stagger that kind of thing. You know, we just, uh, I was in uh, park city last week with some agents and one of them took a, <laughs> a list of dead, you know, quote unquote dead leads like that. I don't know. It was like 3000 people and sent him a drip campaign with a text message in it. And his phone was blowing up for like four or five days. He said he couldn't keep up with it. Also, yeah, uh, yeah. Be careful about doing those all at once. You definitely want right. to. Right, no, I would never do that. It'd be suicide. <laughs> Unless I just left and gave my phone to my assistant and said, "Hey, I'm going to take care of." It. <laughs> there you go. All Angela right, so, would kill me. So that's a great. I love that you're being 100 percent honest and genuine with these people. You're saying, "I don't remember. This is how I have your information, but I don't remember you." It's simple. It's three emails and one text. So you're probably going to start getting more responses by the third and fourth touch. What um, what other things are you uh, really excited about? What other workflows do you have that so, um, you can't wait to get started on? So the other one is the because remember I have that 12 year experience and I have right. clients that, that I meet. So we redesigned our workflows to be a much longer track. So if I meet somebody in person, I take them out, I do a nickel tour, I show them around with the understanding that they tell me, look, we're interested. We're not ready to buy. We're here for vacation, but we want to. So unlike a traditional real estate environment where if somebody raises their hand and says, I want to buy or sell real estate, that means they want to buy or sell real estate within the next three to six months. Here, they come here and then they're gone for typically a year and then they come back and then they're gone for a year. So I wrote the campaigns to identify when I interview them to find out, are they looking to do it in the next 12 months? 36 months, whatever it is. And then we've staggered our campaigns with Emily's help so that we have a, a 12 month campaign so that if I know they're coming back in 12 months and they're going to be ready and month 10, we're going to amp it up so that we know they're going to be here. Typically people travel and vacation to the same place where they buy on a, on a generally regular schedule. And it's either every twice a year or once a year. And so we've, we've taken that, figure out how often they come. And if I know that they come twice a year, then I'm going to amp it up two months before they start coming because they're going to be, I know they're going to be going to Zillow. I know they're going to be going to Redfin. I know they're going to be going to realtor.com. They're typically not going to my personal site because it's not as robust as those places. So I've realized it's like, okay, I'm just going to start addressing, hey, if you're on realtor.com or you're on Zillow, just reach out to me and let me know what you're interested in. You can find me on those places. Just, you know, pick, you know, select my information and send me the links so that I can help you. Because quite honestly, that they are the monsters in the room. And to try to compete with them with my little website, I can do it. And I'll get some people there. But I know that I'm personally in the hunt for real estate. And I'm using my, my realtor's website that I'm going on. But I'm trying to get more information. So it's like, hey, I'm going to all those places to try to get more information as a consumer that's, you know, a million miles away from where I want to buy. And so that's the difference. Uh, and I don't know if it's different in a traditional market, um, but I know for me, I, I just want to try to understand what the neighborhoods are like and where I'm looking to buy. 
So I don't know if that makes total sense, but yeah, totally makes sense. And the reason why is because I'm listening to some underlying principles that you're hitting on that I just wanted to reiterate for the audience listening. The first thing you're doing a really good job of with that campaign is you're being very pragmatic about how consumers behave, right? So it's about how they naturally want to behave and you're not trying to force them into anything else. You're using that natural behavior and nurturing them within that um, with that, within that pattern of behavior. So you say, well, they're going to come back. They're going to come to this same spot. They're going to come every 12 months or whatever. And I follow that and send them a campaign that matches their cadence of travel. And so it's a very empathetic approach. You're still nurturing them because you want to set up, uh, I know you're, you're, you're setting up a face-to-face meeting the next time they come out. And so the right. whole campaign is designed for them to want to talk to you again in 12 months. I love that. And then this goes to something that we always talk about here at Real Evolve is that all really good drip campaigns and workflows rely on the rule of art. It has to be anticipated, relevant, and timely. And so you've met with these people. They know who you are. You're sending them relevant information about the place that they're interested in, and you're you're scheduling it on that time frame of their vacation cycle or whatever it is. So I love that. It, those principles carry through anything. You're just taking those tried and true marketing principles and real estate principles and shifting it, tweaking it for your specific market. And there's power in that. I, I agree. And, you know, one of the other parts of the, those those workflows, again, because, you know, some people who are in the traditional market may not appreciate, but I'll, I'll read part of my part of that workflow. One of the emails will be, hey, even if you're not ready to buy when you come back, please reach out to me. I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you. And again, it's getting into that face to face because back to that guy who bought 12 years later. Um, he, it would have been nice, even if he never called me just to know that it's like, Hey, I don't care if you're buying, let's just connect. Uh, and, and that, because they know people, they know people who may be buying before them or after them and being relevant to them and giving it crap. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you, if anybody knows how motivated somebody is. And for you, it's probably much tougher to figure that out because they say, oh, I want to buy a place in Maui or whatever, but yeah, everybody wants to buy a place in Maui. So understanding really how qualified they are, how motivated they are, uh, is extremely important for you. It's so much easier for people that are not in a second home market like you are to figure out how motivated somebody is to make a move now and adjust their schedule to fit that. Um, uh, so if you have a drip campaign and someone says, yeah, I'm about six months out, how do you customize that to nurture them and stay in touch and give them the information that they are going to want to need and pay attention to for the next six months? Right. I agree. I think it's just a matter of, again, for me, it's, it's creating one drip campaign that we take and we put in the time frame in different time frames. Yeah. So if they're six months out we're going to be hitting them twice a week or maybe once a week. And then we'll amp it up to twice a week and then three times a week before they get here. Because I want to, re- I want them to remember when they get off the plane at very least that I'm, I'm their realtor, whether they like it or not. And, and providing them great information. We created um, with my team and I, we created about 34, 35 frequently asked questions on video 
and we answer the, all the questions that we get. And that's one of the other parts of our drips that we use over time when we get a, actually this would be for like a Zillow contact or somebody we haven't met, mm -hmm. we, haven't, we haven't prepped and answered their questions in person. We'll, we'll create that where it's a long road. And again, just be being providers of information. And that's been really powerful. Um, to have those, just being able to answer the questions. And it takes a lot of time. It saves us a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the idea of automation. If it's not saving right. you time, it needs to be doing something else major for you, elevating your level of customer service, helping you uh, keep those details under control um, and stay more organized. Time is definitely people's uh, biggest reason for starting automation, investing in technology. Um, typically people tell us, I want to save time. And so I love that that's what you guys are focused on here. So, um, you know, I have this, I have a note that you guys uncovered some significant problems and it says here, some things you weren't even aware of until better managing contacts and going through that workflow strategy program. Is there something else that you had in mind that we haven't covered yet? No, I think it was just realizing that there was, you know, not being... My, my databases were all over the place. I mean, and I had, I had a database in, in my, my newsletter program. I have a database in my, my MLS program. I have a database in, my, uh, in Google. And, and I would have these, the, my past clients were not in every one of them. And that disorganization, I would come in and ask my assistant for, to find me contact information. And it was just the heart and peck everywhere. And I got so pissed. Uh, and so the integration of Zapier to pull in BombBomb, the integration of Zapier to pull in our Mad Mimi and to connect all the dots has been really an eye opener for me just saying, and I know there's that that's, Zapier is not new technology by technology standards, but having Emily be able to say, okay, we're just going to zap all this stuff mm -hmm. and we're going to bring it in. And if we can't do it, we'll figure out how to make it work and just pulling everything into one pile has been i'm seeing the light with that as well being being able to say okay now i can assemble all my clients and, and that's and now just updating all their contact information which you were talking about earlier um that is our next step so um so if you're on my database and you get in memo i'm probably going to be like giving a couple tickets to hawaii away if you fill out the form nice <laughs> I love it. So, um, what's next then? So you said, you know, you know, you still got some more things to connect and, um, it sounds like Emily has been awesome at helping you connect, having one central engine that powers the business now in Realvolve. Um, what's next? Well, so what, the other thing that I realized, cause I've got the second home agents world, um, that I'm, I'm now able to create that whole pile of contact information so that I'll be able to service that network is which I and I didn't realize I'd be able to do that but the real valve is so robust that I'm able to say okay I'm going to run my real estate business here and I'm going to re run my 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 real estate affiliate business over here and I can run it off of the same same platform which that's really exciting for me as I'm creating my my blogs and my podcast being able to know that I can now just take this and go to all my secondary market agents and just send them a a bomb bomb video and say, Hey, go to this link and watch my podcast with, you know, Dale from real love or with Tom Ferry or with whoever it is, as we're creating that it's going to make life 
I think that will help me to expand that. And, you know, from that perspective, all of those agents, although I'm trying to create that network, they also become great referral sources, uh, which I would encourage your clients. They all have feeder markets that, that they should be working that referral network as well. It's so huge. Um, yeah, and, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of agents that are using um, Realvolve to recruit, and like you said, having this uh, this ancillary kind of tangent database of real estate agents you want to stay in touch with. There's so many things you can do uh, if you combine an organized contact list with the power of our workflow automation to be able to email people and send you reminders and text messages. Um, the sky is the limit with what you can build. All right. And you know what I would encourage if I could sort of go off on a different tangent with your listeners that are working in traditional markets, if they're in a market where the average homeowner uh, income is around 90, 85 to $90,000, that about 10% of their database will be buying or selling a second home in the next two years that they, they just don't ask. So hmm. part of your workflow, put in there, Hey, are you thinking about buying or selling a second home? And if they could get, if they have a thousand people in their database or say 500 people in their database, if, if they knew that 50 of them were going to be buying or selling a home, which they don't because they don't ask, that's 50 potential referrals, a second home or an investment property because wow. they buy outside of their turf. It's huge. That's gigantic. And it's, the, it's gigantic. And they don't ask. And, you know, I, I used to ask agents that I knew around the country, hey, ask your clients if they're going to buy in Maui. And then I got realistic. I said, you know what? It doesn't matter where they buy because the, the agent's going to say, oh, my clients aren't going to buy in Maui, but they're going to buy somewhere. 10% of them, if you're in a $90,000 income market base, they're going to buy somewhere. And you know, I have clients that come here. I had a, a $14 million client came in, had three realtors from where he was from, and none of them asked him, are you thinking about buying a property? He sold a $7 million property in Southern California. The agent didn't ask him where he was going to buy his next property. He came in and he sold him a $14 million property and didn't have to pay a referral. I mean, yeah, there is opportunity that people don't figure out. I, I know I asked one agent, I said, oh, do you, have you asked your clients or do you have any of your clients own second home? He goes, yeah, one of them just told me he bought one. I said, well, why didn't he call you to ask for a referral? He goes, well, I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. It's like, because you didn't ask him. It's not his responsibility. So anyway, thanks for letting me go on that tangent. Yeah, of course. Um, so any final words for the audience today? Uh, yeah. If, you, if you're thinking about getting into, the, into a CRM, whether it's Realvolve or whatever it is, don't put garbage in it. You know, you, you just, just do the work, go through the exercise, grind through it. Uh, feel free to reach out to me if you would love. I'll give you my put, take on how I did it. I'm happy to help. I always love to help agents and to make connections, but just put the time in. Just know that it's not going to happen in a week. If you've got, you know, if you've got a thousand or two thousand or five thousand contacts, just commit three months or three weeks or whatever it is. Be consistent. I would, I would pick a time of the day that I would just say, okay, it's, it's time for me to work on my database. And I would do it for a half an hour to an hour. And then I'd burn out and then I'd just go back and do it again and again. And when I got done, it was, it was such an amazing feeling of accomplishment, bigger than most everything I've done in my career to know that I was able to accomplish creating that because I knew there was so much money in it. After I looked at it and after I did it, I realized, wow, I just made a ton of money that it's going to come in the future. I love it. And I don't have to pay Zillow as much. Yeah. <laughs> 
Great advice. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with us today. And we're looking forward to getting your workflows up in our library. So um, for for listeners, look Tom up, Selling the Dream podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Tom Tezak, T-E-Z-A-K. Thank you so much for joining us again, Tom. And uh, we'll My talk to you soon. Again. Aloha. Bye for now. All right.